well, now on uh, with the rest of our service. And you won't have failed to notice um, on the way in um, that there's a great big model of a church building um, up here at the front. Now, um, those who um, uh, have until recently um, been attenders of Christ Church Forward will uh, be very familiar with this uh, scene because this is a Lego model of Christ Church Forward. And um, if the technology allows us, I'm going to show you a close-up of Christ Church Forward and this Lego model. We can't all crowd round, okay? But we can have a little look uh, like this. So uh, perhaps some of you will uh, recognise this as the tower. Got some little flowers down here. Now, I should say, this wasn't made by me last night in a couple of hours. Um, Sam Murray, um, who is up on the balcony, um, spent many hours. I think you were furloughed, weren't you? And found a little bit of time on your hands. And so um, made this model of forward. Now, um, this is where people go in. Look, there are little people there to welcome you um, to church on a Sunday morning. Um, and we can even, in a minute, we'll go um, inside. This is around the back of the church. There's a little door there that some of us will know about. And um, here we are. Here's the organ. I love the little attention to details. You can see here up on the, anyone who's been up there, even the computer screen is at just the right angle, just true to life. Um, the carpet looks like the carpet. There's the band. Maybe one of those is Nick. I'm not sure. Um, and um, up the front of church, uh, there's the font round here. Um, you might wonder, how has Lego made parts that are right for a font? Well, Sam told me yesterday, the little bit on top is actually Sauron's crown, but it works just as well for the top of a font. Um, so there we go. And um, they're having communion. It's clearly not in lockdown. Um, and um, here's all the people um, sitting uh, in the pews. And that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, I want to um, ask us, Matt, if we could switch back to the other feed, that'd be great. I want to um, ask you um, this question. It's not a rhetorical question as well. We're going to use the mic again. And the question is this, what is a church? Okay, now I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. And then a few of us can perhaps um, go on with that um, question. What, throw out some thoughts. What is a church? Body of Christ. Oh, that's a good answer. We're a bullseye straight away. Body of Christ. Heidi, go on, yeah. Place where people go to learn about Jesus. That's a great answer. Place where people go to learn about Jesus. Any other thoughts we want to throw in the mix? Anyone wants it? Yeah. Go on, Gabriella. Where we can worship God. Where we can worship God. Any final takers? Your last chance for glory. Is that, is that a hand there? Hmm. Mm, it's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> it's not as easy as you thought. I'll leave you looking pensive about that and thinking about that one. Great. Okay, those are some really helpful thoughts um, to get us going on that question of what is a church. And um, now I said that this model that we were looking at earlier um, was a model of a church. Actually, Matt, can you just take us back to the feed again? Is that all right? Um, to this feed. And I said that this was a model of a church. Now, what I didn't say is which part of this is a model of the church, okay? Because this that we're seeing here, this really is actually just the church building. If you want to see the church, well, this is the church. The church is the people. Okay, thanks, Matt. We can go back now, the church 
is the people. And what we're about to see in the Bible is that the church is like a family of people. And we're going to see, using this picture of a building, three really important things about what makes a church a church. Now, hopefully you received a Bible on the way in. If you could grab your Bible now and be turning to Ephesians chapter 2, that would be great. That's on page 1174, 1174, and I'll give you a moment to find that. 1174, Ephesians chapter 2. And just as you're doing that, I'm going to say a prayer for God to help us as we look at his word together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that we can look at your word, the Bible, together. Please help us to understand what we're going to see and to understand what that means for our life as your church in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Ephesians chapter 2, and we're reading the last four verses of the chapter, verses 19 to 22. This is what it says. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Now keep the Bible open there. We'll be looking at that over the next few minutes. And did you see there that we're called in verse 19, members of God's household? That's another way of saying members of his family. Now think of it like this. Maybe you've never thought of this before. You have two families. Isn't that a strange thought? You have the family you were born into, mum, dad, any others in the family. But then you also have another family called your church family who you belong to as well. And here we see three brilliant pictures about a church family, all using this idea of a building to help us understand three things about how a church family is built. And here's the first one, okay? It's something about what we're built on. Look down at verse 20. Verse 20 says that we are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Now, when the Bible talks about the apostles and prophets, that's a way of describing those who wrote the Bible, the apostles and the prophets. And it's a shortened way of describing the Bible itself. And so what's really being said here is that the church is built on the Bible, Now, we're going to do something we don't often do uh, together on Sunday mornings. Um, And that's uh, when I say something, I'm going to ask you to respond in a particular way, okay? So through the next few minutes, when I say built on, I want you to respond, the Bible, okay? Can we practice that? Built on? Very good. Now, keep attentive to when I say those words and you'll need to join in. We're built on? Very good. On your toes. Well done. Now, that means that everything that we believe... Everything that we do as a church is built on, well done, you're getting good at this already. It's not built on what the vicar says or what anyone else thinks. It's built on what God has told us is true in the Bible. 
Now, I'm sure everyone here at some point has played Jenga. Everyone's played Jenga. Now, look, we've got a game of Jenga up here, okay? You're immediately seeing how risky this is because of the height that I've set it up at. Now, um, uh, put a hand up and you'll have to um, raise your voice, but not too loudly. When you're playing a game of Jenga, where do you start? Where do you take bits out of first? Someone stick a hand up. Gabriela. Maybe in the middle. That's a good taker. Yeah. Maybe up here. Would you go down here? No. You wouldn't go for the foundations, would you? That would be the last place that you would go. Because if you take out the foundations, the whole thing comes crashing down. You're not a very good player at Jenga if you go for the foundations to begin with. A building's foundations, once the building is up, can't be touched. And the same is true of the church. We are built on the Bible. And that must never change. It can never change. And that's why when I or someone else preaches in church, we have our Bibles open so that we can check that the person speaking is saying what's actually said in the Bible, not their own clever, fancy thoughts, um, which aren't any better than anyone else's, frankly. And it's why we need to get to know our Bibles as well, so that we can help build each other up in the truth that God has given us, the firm foundation that we have in his word, the Bible. We're built on... Very good. The second thing we see is something about what we're built around. Look at verse 20 again. The bit we've just read says that we're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. It carries on with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. Now, a cornerstone is the first brick that a builder lays down, normally at the corner of two walls and every other brick is connected to um, or relates to built around that cornerstone that's the picture that we've got and we're told here that the church is built around Jesus so we're going to do this again built around well done very good we're built around Jesus now what does that really mean to be built around Jesus it means that he is our leader He's the one that we follow and we're loyal to him. He's the one we copy and try to be more like. He's the one we talk about and think about and sing about. He's the one that we want to be famous and loved and worshipped. We are built around Jesus. And that tells us some important things about what the church is not built around, okay? We are not built around each other. That's a social club, people who just quite like each other, so they meet up. We are not built around the vicar. That's what some people sadly think in some churches, that the vicar is the most important. No, not at all. I visited um, a couple in this church family who are here this morning, who I'm going to be careful not to look at, but they'll know I'm talking about them when I mention this. And I talked to them about life in this church, and they said, we don't come to church for the vicar. And I thought, brilliant, you shouldn't. We come to church to worship Jesus. He is the one that we are built around. We're not built around, and this might surprise some, we're not actually really built around a set of beliefs. Not primarily. You might think, aren't we? Is that what we do when we're saying the creed? Well, actually, I would argue that it's much more helpful for us to be clear that we are built around a person. Jesus, well done. You caught me out even there. Well done. It's a person. 
and that person is Jesus. We're all about Jesus. He's the one we want to follow, to talk about, to know, to worship, to make known. We're built on, well done, we're built around, excellent. And the third thing we see is something about how we are built together. Look at verse 21. It says there, in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Do you see it says twice in those verses, we are built together in him. Here we go, built together. Well done. Because we're all connected to Jesus, we're all connected to each other. Think of the spokes on the wheel of a bike. They're all connected to the hub at the center of the wheel. And because of that, they're all connected to each other as well. Because we're built around, built around Jesus, well done, we're also built together in him. Just like Lego bricks, as we saw in this model, come in all sorts of shapes and sizes that we wouldn't have imagined anyone would have bothered making. The church is made up of people who are very different to each other. This is one of the weird and wonderful things about church. Why on earth do we hang out together on a Sunday and through the week? What puts us together in the same place? We're of different ages and stages and backgrounds. We have different hobbies and musical tastes and TV tastes. We have different fashion tastes. We have different hairstyles. We have different personalities, different careers, different backgrounds. And yet, God has put us together. He has joined us together. We are built together in him. And this is one of the beautiful things about church. We are so different and yet so deeply united because we share together the thing that is most important in our lives, that we follow and serve Jesus. When you come to church, um, to a church service, I wonder who is it that you think you're mainly relating to? Maybe that's a bit of a weird question. Let me explain. When you come to church, are you thinking it's mainly about your relationship with God? Or do you think, no, no, I can focus on that in my quiet time. When I come together for a church service, it's about me relating with other Christians to encourage each other in our faith. Or maybe you think, no, 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 we come to church services together to kind of refuel so that we can head back out there and relate to those outside who aren't yet followers of Jesus, telling them the good news. Well, there's some truth in all of those things. But I think there's something that we often overlook is the wonder and the beauty that as we come together on a Sunday, we are coming as one united people together, together worshipping God. Not as a set of individuals, but as a collective body coming together to worship God, recommitting ourselves to him week by week Uh, committing to serve him um, seven days a week, still one united people even when we're out there, you see? Because we are one people when we're gathered on a Sunday and we are one people when we are scattered through the week. Even when we're scattered by a lockdown, we remain one people. We continue to be built together in him. 
You know, sometimes on a Sunday morning, as I'm thinking about um, the service that's about to come and as I'm praying that for this time, I think of um, satellite view on Google Maps. Have you ever looked at that? And I think of where the church building is on the map. And um, you're often, if you're using a mobile device, you're marked by a kind of uh, a pulsing blue dot. And I imagine you all as little dots on the map, all heading towards this church building. And some are going quite fast because they're in a car, and some are going a little bit slower because they're walking to church that day. But all of us at about probably 10.29 converge on this building as we come together. And as I think of that, I think it's one of the most wonderful, brilliant, beautiful, right, natural things that a human being can do. You might think I'm exaggerating with that. I really don't think I am. It is an amazing thing for people to come together physically in one place, many becoming one visually, to say that we are one church. I am a part of this church. When we do that, it's like we stick a flag in the ground and say, I am part of this church family. I am committed to these people because I'm committed to Jesus. And I want to come together to grow with them in our faith in the Lord. It is a beautiful, wonderful thing for us to do. You see, this model of a church that we were looking at earlier is amazing, it's brilliant, it's so intricate. I could spend hours looking at this. But no offense to Sam, it is not one touch on the beauty and brilliance of what God is doing in building the church, a people for himself. For the adults who were here in September and can remember the church is the visual sign of God's worldwide, centuries-spanning plan to unite and restore all things in and under Jesus. And so marvel today at what you are in on and what you are part of by being a member of this church family. This is what makes it so sad that over the coming weeks we can't meet in person together, but we will do so online And let me encourage you to allow your appetite for coming here on a Sunday to grow over this month where we're not allowed to do it in the normal way. There is nothing better you could do with your Sunday than to come together with your church family. Can I encourage you in all times to make it an absolute priority that you do that, that week by week you commit to visually demonstrating you are part of the building that God is making in this place of the church. Great. The church, friends, is an amazing thing, an amazing thing to be in on. We are the church. We are built on the Bible. We're built around Jesus, and we're built together in him. Now, on your way out, I've got something for each of you to take away to help you to remember this, okay? Um, this, uh, everyone has got a little Lego brick with your name on it, 
Um, this is the real reason we get you to check in, okay? So I knew who would be here. We could put your names on blocks. Now, they're all going to be set out on a table at the back. Here's mine. It says Chris on it because that's my name. And what I want you to do is to take that with you and to put it somewhere where you're going to see it regularly. For me, it's going to go on my desk. Maybe it will go on your bedside table or where you stand when you brush your teeth or by the front door or where you wash up, whatever it is. Put it somewhere you're going to see it regularly. And I want it to act as a reminder for you every time you see it that you are part of something bigger than yourself. And perhaps especially over these coming weeks where we might feel a little disconnected from each other. Let it be a reminder to you that you are part of this church that God is building on the Bible around Jesus in him. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what you have done in building us together as your church, on the Bible, around Jesus, in him. And we pray that you would grow this church as we become more and more united with each other, as we are more and more united and built around Jesus. And we pray, Father, that you would build this church by adding others to the building as well, as they too come to put their faith in the Lord Jesus and the truth about him set out in the Bible by the apostles and the prophets. Father, over these next few weeks where we will feel a bit disconnected from each other in some ways, we pray that you would help us to each remember the spiritual reality and truth that we are built together in him and that we are the one church you are building in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.